This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. Handicapper joins us each and every week here on Bet LA. Uh, so so great to have you. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, the roller coasters of sports betting. I mean, that's what we're into. You get into early December, and I know you know this, but my clients, they get exactly the same picks, but I'll have a guy email me and say, you're the worst I've ever seen. You'd ever win a game, all that. And then the very next minute, I'll have a guy say, I've never won more money. It's the best year I've ever had. Thank you so much. I mean, it's amazing the journey of a sports gambler when you get into the holiday season. The good thing is everybody gets the same picks, and they're all posted. So these are good. I, we won Monday, had Turk on Monday. It was an easy one. And I'm ready for the weekend, so I'm excited about it. There you go. And nothing better than playing with house money as uh, you head into the weekend, that's for sure. Uh, let's start with, with in, in my opinion, and somewhat you could argue, I think th- I'm really excited for the slate of games this week. I, I think we've got a really good slate. You know, some weeks you're like, oh, you know, you really don't love anything. But let, let's let's start off with a bang. And that's Kansas City going up against Cincinnati. Kansas City favored by one and a half on the road in the Queen City. The over-under is at 52 and a half. I like the over here. What is your play, sir? Yeah, what's well, interesting, you know, Cincinnati was in exactly this spot last year before they mm-hmm. made their great run into the Super Bowl. And I, I released Cincinnati last week, so their kind of resurgence, not totally surprising. But I'll tell you, Nita, I, you probably know this, but do you know what Patrick Mahomes' record is in November and December in his career under, in Kansas City? Undefeated. Undefeated. The guy's never mm-hmm. lost, 26-0. and 0. I mean, the guy yep. can't lose this time of year. And they're only a point or two favorite. I understand the line setters in the books are, are inviting me to play Kansas City with that information, but I can't pass it up. I'm a catfish, like a catfish at the bottom of the ocean. With, with, there's a, a worm there, but there's a hook in it. I'm going to bite it anyway because <laughs> I cannot fade Patrick Mahomes when he's undefeated in November, December, and their offense is clicking. The tougher part of their schedule is behind them. They've got easier games, and Cincinnati, I'm just not buying it quite yet. I don't think they can get in a shootout and compete. I do like, to your point, I like the total to go over. Kansas City's defense with that 3-4 has been giving up some rushing yards. That's what Cincinnati has to do is run the ball with Mixon and company. So I I lean toward the over as well, but I'm I'm all about Kansas City on the road. Um, I, the other game that I think is 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 going to be a, a must watch is the Miami Dolphins going up against the 49ers. You're talking about arguably the best defense in the NFL going up against arguably a top three offense in the NFL. Miami's right behind Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the 49ers favored by four at home. The over unders at 46 and a half. Another game where I like the over, but I'm telling you, I like the Dolphins getting the four as well. Fat Jack, am, am, am I on the right side here? Yeah, I think if you're going to go with the Dol- if you're going to go with the over, you you got to go with the Dolphins, right? I mean, San Francisco has the number one defense points per game in the league, fifteen point seven points per game is all they're giving up. But if you like the over, 
I mean, you think two and company is going to get it done offensively. I, I, I agree with you. I like what San Francisco is doing. I think we're going to be talking about them deep into the playoffs. They're very well balanced. Since they picked up McCaffrey, this is a team that took really took the next step offensively. They have a coaching staff that's been in the big game before. So I don't think we're done with San Francisco, but I'm with you, Anita. I, very rarely do you take offense over defense, but this Miami Dolphins, is, uh, Dolphins offense is next-level good, and I don't think San Fran can compete in a shootout Kind of like we talked about the last game. I'm with you. I like the over, and if I like the over, i got to like the Dolphins. I'll take them plus the points on the road. I like it. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him. Um, let's go coast to coast and, uh, and, and talk about this Chargers team. Uh, Chargers are, uh, are, are taking on the Raiders. They're in Las Vegas, Sin City. The Raiders are favored by one. The over-under is at 50 and a half. I do like the over in this matchup as well, and I'm leaning towards the Raiders. What's your play here? Yeah, I, I think if you're a Raiders fan, you have to like that they're, they came a favorite in this game because consistency has not been the name on the back of the jersey with, with uh, Las Vegas this season, and they are giving a point to against the Chargers team that is banged up at receiver, has some injuries, but also covering five of the last six on the road. They're five and one on the road against the spread their last six. They've also, games have been going over with Las Vegas. They've been giving up some points. Four of their last five games at home have gotten over. Actually, six of the last nine overall have gotten over. So giving up points and then scoring a few more points has kind of been what Las Vegas has turned into in this middle part of the season. I lean toward the Chargers here, but honestly, this game to me is unless you live in Vegas or Southern California, you bet it and you throw your TV in the lake because you don't want to watch it. I mean, this is going to be a really difficult game to watch but you know what the money cash is all the same so if you're on the right side uh go get them i do think there'll be more points in the, than the market projects so i like over as well and just to lean toward the charges and what i think you'll have to earn either way uh taking a look at the east coast team sticking with mike white and uh, they're on the road they head to minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings favored by three. The over-under is at 44 and a half. This Jets defense is so good. I'm leaning towards the under here. Do you have a play in this matchup? I, I actually am on the opposite. I like the over here. I'm not, I don't think Mike White has a cape on, and he's not the savior to what the Jets are doing, but they're scoring more, and that certainly helps. I think some stability at quarterback is certainly what they needed. Um, Jets covered four of the last five on the road. But Minnesota, although they've, they've really been lucky in those one-score games, offensively they continue to put up good numbers. I actually like over in this game. I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think Mike White will regress to the mean as they go through this next part of the, of the season. But any play is better than what they were getting under Wilson. So I think they're going to score some points. I actually go with the over. Interesting. The Giants getting healthier on the offensive line as well as defensively. They're home. They're a home dog at plus two and a half. The over-under is at 40 with Washington and uh, Taylor Heineke heading to town. Uh, what's your play in this one? Yeah, I mean, what is Taylor Heineke? I mean, this guy just continues to outperform the market. He's, he's made Washington into a team that you could actually consider betting. Um, but you have the Giants that are getting held. I don't know how you go over. It can get over, certainly, to get a turnover or two. But the Giants want to muddy it up. They want to win time of possession, keep the ball on the ground, not make mistakes. And I think they're going to be able to do that some here. Um, but Washington, it's hard to fade a quarterback that just continues to cover. I think he's been a covering machine. He believes and Washington believes. So no opinion on the side. I definitely would go under the total, though. Before we let you go, let's talk some college football. 
um, as we've got uh, obviously some championships uh, heading our way this weekend. And right here in uh, in L.A.'s backyard, well, actually, they're going to be playing in Vegas, but nonetheless, USC going up against Utah. USC favored by two and a half. The over-unders at 65 and a half. A lot on the line here, as you know, Fat Jack, uh, considering that the committee is, uh, is, is eyeing USC to be in that top four to compete for a national championship. What's your play in this bad boy? Yeah, they're actually in my backyard. I'm sitting here overlooking Allegiant Stadium right now, and uh, I will tell you, uh, the Mormons have turned out for Utah. I mean, there are a lot of there's a lot of rodeo people here right now, and a lot of Utah fans. So you're going to have a little bit of a home field with Utah, a uh, home field advantage. Huge, huge implications as you alluded to with USC, not only USC but TCU as well. Both these teams in unfamiliar territory. Um, I, I do like uh, Utah here. I think that they keep it. Very, very close down to the end. They beat USC last time out, and they kind of have that makeup for how you get it done against USC. You control the ball, you win time of possession, you don't get in a shootout, and you don't make mistakes. So, providing they don't turn the ball over and give Caleb Williams and company more possessions, I think this is a very good game to watch. Actually, lean toward Utah. I'll just say this I think either USC or TCU loses on over the weekend, Friday or Saturday, and this would be my actually both. I, I can see both of them losing, but I definitely think. They're both vulnerable. And also, the pressure that comes with one win and you're in is unfamiliar. A little bit like what we saw with Tennessee went and played Georgia. They just were overwhelmed by the life and the surroundings and the magnitude of the game. I can see either TCU and or USC kind of succumbing to that a little bit. So a lead toward USC that I think is free rolling at this point. Or sorry, Utah. Well, TCU, TCU, same situation, favored by two and a half. The over-under is 62 going up against Kansas State. You really, you can see TCU and, uh, and or USC losing this weekend? I think both of I think the Lions say that they can too. I mean, both of these are under a field goal favorites, TCU and USC. So I don't think that there's a lot of difference in any of the four teams that are playing to get those last two spots. Kansas State actually ran the ball at will against TCU the first time out, and then their quarterback went down, and they actually absolutely looked like they had nobody else to play quarterback, and the game got away from them. TCU is vulnerable against the run, and that's what Kansas State does. This is a team that knows who they are. They get a bunch of three-star recruits with chips on their shoulder, and they typically play well. Now, we'll tell you, we've been waiting on TCU, the other shooter drop, for about a month now, and this team just continues to outperform the market. So you can go broke waiting on a team to lose when it hasn't done that. TCU undefeated this year, and they are a small favorite, but I could definitely see with a turnover or two, and again, the magnitude of the situation, them struggling on Saturday, and Kansas State absolutely the type of team, the makeup that can get it done against TCU. And again, the first half of last time these two teams played, Kansas State actually owned the game on the ground. That similar formula, I think, takes this thing right to the end and certainly could see Kansas State winning. Great stuff as always, Fat Jack. Appreciate you. Let our listeners know exactly where can they find you. Uh, you know where can they get more more picks, more plays from you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on all the all the social media. Obviously, at Fat Jack Sports, give away free pretty much every day over the weekend. Go to FatJackSports.com. You get a free play there. But more importantly, apply some common sense. Everybody gets the same play. You don't pay different prices depending on what package you sign up or just how long you sign up. Everybody's getting the same games I'm playing right here in Vegas this weekend. Text your cell phone or email to you, and if you play them consistently, you're going to make money. Go to FatJackSports.com and see what winning selections could do for you. Love it. Love it. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Good luck uh, on Saturday and Sunday, my friend. Anita, go get them. It's a great weekend before we get the Army-Navy next weekend. We'll see if we get the profit this week.
You got it. You got it. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Well, the difference between um, tonight and last game, we got into our sets offensively. Um, even when they scored, we didn't lower our heads. We, we got up the floor and got into our sets. Gave ourselves a lot of time to execute what we needed to go through. Uh, had the ball moving from side to side, no matter if we made or missed. Um, you know, we, we got some great shots. That's LeBron James uh, talking about the difference between uh, beating the Trailblazers 128 to 109 as opposed to losing to the Pacers 116 to 115. Uh, so next game for the Lakers is tomorrow night at 7.30. You'll be able to listen to that right here on 710 ESPN LA. Uh, the Bucks, uh, they are um, they're favored by eight. That's the line right now. Over-under is 228.5. Tyler, if you were to play it, how would you play it? Hmm. (laughs) Maybe you wouldn't play it at all. I don't know if I would play it at all, only because the the Lakers have been good, but I don't think they're going to get past the Bucs. I'd probably still take the Bucs. Would you lay the eight, though? Like, like, you know, listen, the Bucs at home, they're going to win. It's just, you know. Are they gonna? Are they gonna win? Win? I think. I think they're gonna win. Win. Yeah, I do. I so do. you would. Lay, so you would lay it. You would. You would lay the eight with the bucks. Since you're twisting my arm, I would have to say yeah. I would probably I'm lay the eight. I'm not twisting your oh, arm. You're twisting it so hard. You could easily oh. say, you know what I need? I'm staying away. I'm staying like. Yeah, I would I'm stay away. away from I would stay away. But if I had to play it, I would take the eight. If you had to play it, you would take the eight. I hear you. Uh, there was one NBA game on tonight, by the way. Uh, Detroit uh, beat the Dallas Mavericks 131 to 125. Uh, Luca, 35 points, 10 assists. So he did have a double. Um, Hardaway with 26 points, uh, five rebounds, um, but, uh, but just did not get the job done. So Dallas sitting at uh, 10 and 11. They're one in eight away. How about that? They're the Dallas Mavericks are one in eight on the road. Yikes! Right? Weren't they good? Whoa! Whoa. I thought well, Dallas were, was good. They were good last year, that's for sure. Where does everybody stand right now? Uh, the Boston Celtics, uh, eighteen and eight. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks sitting at two in the East at fifteen and five. Cleveland fourteen and eight. The Pacers twelve and nine. 76ers turning it around. They're uh, they're 12 and 10, although uh, not having the season that we all anticipated. I so uh, coming into the season, I played the over and wins for Cleveland and I played the over and wins for Atlanta. Um I loved uh Javante Murray going to the Atlanta Hawks. And so I just I'm a big fan of that that guy. So um so Atlanta right now, so Atlanta, the 76ers, the Pacers, Cleveland, the Bucks, and the Celtics, top six, and then rounding out 
uh, the Raptors, uh, the Nets, and they're sitting at 12 and 11 as well. Washington and, of course, the New York Knicks, as always, just hovering, hovering around 10. In regard to the West, Phoenix Suns, uh, they're 15 and 6. Then, of course, you've got Denver, the Pelicans, Memphis, the Clippers sitting there at 5, and then the Sacramento Kings, uh, Utah, Golden State, Minnesota, and Portland, of course, uh, rounding it out to your 10. Surprised, Tyler, that the Golden State Warriors are at 11, 11 and 11. They're sitting at 500. Very surprised. I'm yeah, very surprised. That team, I mean, they've just been a staple, you know? Steph Curry's been so reliable. Draymond Green, obviously, you know, despite all the drama surrounding him, solid player. Uh, they finally get Clay, Tom- Clay Thompson back, and they look like they might be the team that we once saw go back-to-back, you know, more recently than not. Um, yeah, very surprising to see them sitting at 500 for sure. I, I just, I think too much is, I think too much is riding on, on Steph. I, I just feel like each and every year it's like, he has to do so much in order to help that team win. And they're just not, they're not getting the help off the bench. They're not getting the points off the bench. And so, yeah, I, they are, I, they really are missing that sixth man. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's where, that's where they're having some issues. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, the Buffalo Bills beat the Patriots earlier tonight, 24 to 10. So if you had the under, then that hit uh, some, some other NBA games, that I do like that I'm definitely going to play heading into uh, this, this week's slate and some really big storyline guys um, storylines. I should say Deshaun Watson back in action. Do you realize that we haven't seen Deshaun Watson play football in two years? Yeah. And, and I, the- I, I just don't understand. Sorry. I, I know I cut you off, but I just don't no, understand. No, I don't understand the Deshaun Watson hype. This man's well, two years removed from the game. He's been through, you know, self-imposed chaos, I would say. Um, yeah, I just, I'm not excited for him to come back. Well, how about this? Cleveland's favored by seven heading into Houston. Listen, Houston's, uh, I mean, they're just, they're awful. Uh, you know, um, I, I don't always, I don't like to use the word tank, but I will use it like, like Houston is tanking. Um, um, Davis Mills is not the answer. Kyle Allen is not the answer. I do believe they draft, uh, one of the top quarterbacks coming out this year, but it just, it just, this sets up in a very interesting way that now this is Deshaun Watson's first game back starting for the Cleveland Browns. And he's going up against his former team, you know, (laughs) can the, can the NFL write a better script? I don't think so. Um, but again, you know, Cleveland's favored by, by seven. Now, is, is it going to be the Deshaun Watson show this weekend? No. Uh, Houston, the Texans, they have the worst rushing defense in the NFL. And I think, I think it's going to be a Nick Chubb game. Especially, again, can we just marinate in the fact that Deshaun Watson has not played football in two years? Yeah. I, two I, years. Yeah. But it helps that he's coming back to play a team that you can't, I mean, I can't name one person on, on the Houston Texans. Is you can well you don't well you don't play fantasy, right? But I'm saying just like from a from a notoriety standpoint, Brandon Cooks. Okay, kind of washed. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I said his name. You know who he is. Only because of the teams he used to play for. 
okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, I do believe Cleveland wins. Do they win by seven? Probably more than likely. I would use Cleveland in, in a two team, six point teaser. So I would tease them down to minus one. Because again, we have, and not to take anything away from Deshaun Watson, like when he did play, he was hands down top five quarterback in the NFL, but we haven't seen him play in two years. So just keep, just, so just keep that in mind. Uh, if, if you do so want to play that Cleveland game again, I, I would use them as a, a two teams point teaser. There are a number of home dogs this week that I do like. Uh, you've heard me and, of course, Randy Robles and uh, Fat Jack talk about the Giants. So you know I'm on the Giants. They are home at plus two and a half. Okay, some other home dogs that I like. Um, I'm going through the slate right now. And, uh, oh, so the Detroit Lions, this, <laughs> this game opened up. The Detroit Lions were plus one and a half at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, now they're favored by one. I, I, I jumped on them. I got Detroit at plus one and a half. Now they're, now they're favored by one. Um, I do like Detroit to win straight up against Jacksonville, but I will tell you what, I love Trevor Lawrence this week. Trevor Lawrence over passing yards, Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdown passes. Um, and, and I like the over in this matchup as well. The over-unders at 51. I think a lot of points are going to be scored here. On both sides, I, I think I think a, a, a plethora of points uh, is going to be scored. Okay, um, some other the other home dog Cincinnati. Obviously, I, I do like Cincinnati at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, a, another home dog that I would love to use. Like use use Cincinnati at home in a two team six point teaser. In fact, you know it could be a really good bet. Hold on one second. I'm gonna do it. I, I'm gonna do the um. So you get uh, Cincinnati plus seven and a half and you get the over at 46 and a half uh, in, in, same, in that same game, the same game six-point teaser where you're teasing Cincinnati up to, to plus seven and a half and you're teasing the over down to 46 and a half and you get that at minus 120. I think I think that's that's a great play in that Kansas City Cincinnati game. But each and every week I'm 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 looking I'm look I love to look for home dogs each and every week. Uh, home dogs have just been just so dominant and 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 um, I want to say they're they're winning if I remember correctly I want to say like 60, 62, 63 percent. Um, each and every week so far this season, 62, 63% home dogs, um, are, are, are winning. So uh, other home dogs, obviously the giants, like I said, at plus two and a half, uh, the Raiders at plus two Detroit was a home dog. They're not any longer. I got them at plus one and a half. That's surprising to me. So just a few, uh, even, you know, again, I, I know a lot of people feel that teasers are sucker bets. I don't, I win with teasers. Um, I, I typically, I like teasing dogs up as opposed to teasing favorites down unless I feel uber confident that they will win. Uh, like for, so for example, like the Ravens, they're minus eight. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from teasing the Ravens down to minus two against the Denver Broncos who Russell Wilson apparently allegedly has lost that locker room and, uh, they're zero and five on the road. So, um, 
yeah, I don't have a problem with that. All right, a uh, quick break. We come back. We're going to switch gears. We're going to end the show. We're with you for another 30 minutes. I know we've, we've, we've talked a lot of NFL with you tonight as well as college football, um, but we've got the World Cup happening. So when we get back, uh, we're going to hear from Eric Moody. He was on with me again earlier today on, uh, on Bet, so I'm going to play that clip for you. How are we playing games heading into Sunday, uh, heading into tomorrow, I should say, as well as Saturday with the United States taking on the Netherlands. Also, I'd love to open up the phone lines as well. Um, 877-710-3776. I'd, I'd love to get the temperature of the water. How excited are you for the World Cup? Uh, you know, soccer, football, okay, is, is not... Is not a sport that we highly cherish here in the United States, but there is something special. There's something unique. There's something fun. Um, there's something different about the world cup and the fact that the United States now has qualified for the round of 16, I think is pretty freaking cool. What say you Anita marks with you. This is bet LA here on seven ten ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Yeah, I'm feeling better uh, for sure in the days after the game. Obviously, it was a painful one, uh, but I'll be working with the medical staff, uh, you know, in all the days leading up and doing everything I can to make sure that I'm ready for for Saturday. That's uh, Pulisic, and uh, he is expected to be, as I like to say, active and attractive on Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, You've got the United States going up against the Netherlands. Uh, in that uh, in that round of 16, which is really really exciting, you could wager that the United States uh, is going to advance from the round of 16 at plus 310, and um, and uh, you can if you feel that the Netherlands are going to beat the United States, boohoo! It is minus 104. Okay, so what does that mean? It means if you think that uh, the Netherlands are going to win, you're laying $104 down to win $100. So somewhat, it's pretty much even. Uh, If you think the United States is going to win, you're laying $100 down to win $310. How great's that? And if it happens, uh, then great. It's an exciting time, especially if uh, you're rooting for Team USA. And oh, by the way, you win money on top of it. Uh, Guys, are, are you are you into the world cup. I know it's, it's really early for you, um, on, uh, on the left coast, but are, are you watching? Yeah. yeah. I like soccer. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty into it. I watched the USA game for sure. That was some excitement, right? Yeah. Especially the end. Oh my gosh. I am, my heart almost stopped like seven different times. <laughs> I don't, I don't typically watch soccer, but something about the world cup, it just makes it so, um, the energy levels are just so high, it's really tough to stay away, even if you don't really like soccer. Actually, no, on... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Rebecca. I was going to say, on on Saturday, me and Tyler are actually going to be working at the time of the game, so we'll be watching the game together Saturday morning. Oh, heck yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Surrounded I, by sports and television. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um... And, and, and full disclosure, you know, I, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of soccer either, 
Um, but I, there, there is, there's just something really special. I, I just, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's just the passion, right? Like, and, and again, you know, our sport is, is foot, it, it has become football, right? Like America's pastime. Like, you know, it used to be baseball, but I, it, you know, obviously it, it is not baseball any longer. You know, our, our sport here is American football. Um, it's what moves the needle. It's what makes the money. Um, it's got the most lucrative TV deals, all that stuff. Right. So that's, that's what, you know, that's what is the most popular here, but, but it's just everywhere else around the world. It's, it's, it's foot, it's soccer, it's football, soccer, right? Yeah. And I think what's really cool about it is that you, you get players from, you know, all over the place. You know, Polisic normally plays for Chelsea. He now gets to play for his home country, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of energy behind these players playing for where they're from, as opposed to playing for the organizations that they play for. Right. Uh, you know, um, for and and I'm sure uh, football fans out there know that Odell Beckham Jr. was drafted by the Giants, and at that point in time, I actually worked for the Giants. I was part of the Giants broadcast team. And so I got to know Odell well, and I got to know his family. And um, his number one sport is soccer. Apparently, he is a better soccer player than he is a football player. And uh, the only reason that he did not pursue a, 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 a soccer career was because he was very close with his family. And in order to make the money that one would want to make here, um, <laughs> playing football, uh, you had to go overseas and you had to live overseas. You had to live in, in, in other countries. So, and, and so I guess that was not appealing to him, but, but soccer is his number one sport. And apparently he's an even, he's an even better soccer player than he is a football player. And you were saying that he might, he might hold off on signing with an NFL team so that he could attend the world cup. Is that the case? Do you think I, I has, haven't, has he been I haven't, seen at the world cup? I have not seen him. I have not seen him at the world cup. Although, God, I, he, he, whatever happened, did, was that ever re, like finally reported exactly what happened on that flight with him from Miami? No. No, no, there was speculation that he was, that he was going in and out of consciousness. They right. were asking him to buckle his seatbelt and he ultimately got removed, but I don't think we've heard anything beyond that. We don't know why. We don't know what right. happened. We don't right. know. Right. Okay. So, um, well, let's shelf that. Uh, my, my point is I, I just, I'm, I'm really, really into the world cup. So if you're going to be watching tomorrow, um, I do have a few plays for you, uh, real quick before we're going to take a break because I have JJ Duvaney, who's going to come on one in the show strong with him. He's got an amazing podcast out. Uh, I think it's the best soccer podcast out there. It's called caught Offsides. And you could uh, you can listen to it on Spotify. So I highly recommend you do that. So he's going to jump on with us and, and preview everything. But uh, really quick, tomorrow, what are my plays? Ghana's going up against Uruguay. I'm playing that both these teams are going to score, and you can get that at minus 115. Uh, this is a revenge game for Ghana. Uh, Uruguay kicked them out of the tournament in 2010. So uh, they're going to be coming in ready to go. And also both these teams need to win. So I think Uruguay is really going to unleash their firepower with Suarez and Nunes. And Ghana has a really shaky defense. So uh, Ghana, Uruguay, both to score at minus 115. Uh, Then South Korea going up against Portugal. 
I like the over here in two and a half goals. I also like both these teams to score as well. And you could get both those plays at minus 120. South Korea upset because they got an early whistle against Ghana. So they're going to be coming in. They've got a little chip on their shoulder. And, uh, and Portugal has advanced already. So uh, they're going to rest some players, but they're so deep that the players that are going to play that aren't necessarily starters uh, are, are, are uber talented and, and I think can score on South Korea. Uh, Cameroon's going up against Brazil. Again, Brazil has already advanced. So I do believe they're going to be resting some players. So if you want to play on Cameroon, I, I hear you. And then, of course, Serbia going up against Switzerland. I think Serbia is the better team. That would be my play there. So those are my plays for uh, for tomorrow. Again, J.J. Duvaney is going to be joining us momentarily, and him and I do a deep dive into uh, Team USA going up against the Netherlands. So Team USA plus 310, Netherlands minus 104. Stay tuned. We'll hear from J.J. next right here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. It is time to talk about the World Cup. I don't know about you, but I am all in. It has been a fun two weeks. I just want this to continue to go because I'm loving my afternoons. I'm planning my day around my afternoon so I could watch all these matches. And we had some great ones. JJ Devaney uh, joins us now here. Uh, he's got a phenomenal podcast called uh, Caught Offsides. And uh, it's one of the best soccer podcasts out there. You can find it on Spotify. And we're so blessed to have him on with us. How you doing, JJ? There is none of the many, many writers in Los Angeles right now that could have scripted uh, so much of today's action. I'm great, Anita, but I'm absolutely, I'm frazzled by some of these games. They were truly, truly unbelievable. Let's dive into some of the matches that we're going to see tomorrow. Ghana going up against Uruguay. Um, I've got both these teams to score at minus 115. They both need to win. Obviously, this is a revenge game for Ghana because uh, Uruguay got them out of the tournament back in 2010. But I also think Uruguay is going to unleash their firepower with Suarez, Nunes, and, of course, uh, all their guys. We're going to see them, I think, be as aggressive as we saw Japan be the second half of their match. Um, and, and, of course, Ghana, as we know, has some shaky defense. Uh, but, but break down this Ghana-Uruguay game for us uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, I, I was naive. We did a, we did a little bit of a, a deep dive into, into the African teams, and I asked uh, our, our experts, you know, does Ghana still hold a grudge from 2010? And it was a stupid question because sports grudges last decades, and this one really, really... Uh, this is absolutely in the minds of, of, of at least the Ghana supporters. This is a, a revenge match. We remember Luis Suarez. He was asked about uh, that incident in 2010 where he handled the ball. It was going to be a certain goal, but he punched it on the line. He got himself sent off, and then Ghana missed the subsequent penalty, and ultimately they were knocked out by Uruguay. Uh, Suarez was asked today about that, and he said, well, it's not my fault. I didn't miss the penalty, which is fair enough. Um, it was gamesmanship by him. It was a high-stakes risk. He got away with it. Ghana, unfortunately, didn't. Uh, you said about the firepower of Uruguay. 
Um, my, my co-host, Andrew Gunding, he was very high in Uruguay coming into the tournament with uh, midfield with Benton Core and, uh, and uh, uh, Federico Valverde, and then up front, like you said, with Nunez Suarez and Edison Cavani. But they've been terrible. They were so poor against Portugal. So you say they're going to come out and be aggressive? They have to be. Mm-hmm. I have a sneaking feeling uh, that they will end this tournament the, uh, the way they started it pretty poorly and that Ghana will go through. But uh, that's going to be a very, very tight one. Expect more drama in that. Yeah, and, and again, my, my wager in that matchup is that I think both teams will score, and you could get that at minus 115. Uh, South Korea going up against Portugal. Uh, I've got over two and a half goals. Uh, I also believe that both these teams are going to score. South Korea upset with the early whistle against Ghana. Uh, their manager is not going to be by their side on the sideline. So I do believe they're going to come in. They're going to play with a little anger, a little, um, you know, um, chip on their shoulder. And uh, and listen, they need a win. So I, I do believe they're going to come in. They're going to be attacking. They're, they're a good crossing team. And Portugal, they're in already. So I, I, I do expect them to rest players like we saw France do just uh, two days ago. And, and of course, as we know, Portugal, their defense has not been top-notch. So, um, again, I, I'm, I've got them both scoring at minus 125, and also I've got over two and a half goals in this match at minus 120. How do you see this one playing out, JJ? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Uh, Paulo Bento is the uh, Portuguese South Korean manager, so he's not going to be on the bench to play against the team that he played for himself. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was sent off because he was upset that he didn't. they didn't get a corner right at the end. Uh, the referee, did not. Anthony Taylor, didn't allow time for a corner in that epic game against Ghana. He remonstrated with the referee. He was sent off. Um, personally, I, I think we, I, I kind of agree with your analysis on that. I think South Korea are going to go all for it. We've seen them be, you know, in a, not exactly the same as Japan, but a very similar style in, in terms of when they need to step it up. They can be relentless. They can create lots and lots of attacks. So I think with Portugal more or less having the job done, depending on what team Portugal puts out, I think South Korea could shade this one. But I, but I thought Portugal were much improved. Uh, against Uruguay from their from their opening game against Ghana, so uh, maybe they'll want to keep that rhythm going, and, and maybe we actually see more Portuguese starters uh, than either you or I uh, expect. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, we've got two more, of course, in the afternoon. Cameroon going up against Brazil again. Brazil has already uh, advanced. I know they've got a number of players that are injured. They want to get them rested. They want to get them ready for the round of sixteen. And Cameroon needs this win. How do you see this match playing out? Yeah, I mean Cameroon needs the win. I, it was such a, it's such a great comeback for Cameroon. I think because there's been so much action in the last few days, we forgot it was just Monday where Cameroon came back from three goals to one down against what I consider to be a good Serbian team, and came back and and threw uh, Castelletto, Abubakar, that brilliant goal by Abubakar, and then uh, Eric Chupa Moting with the third goal there. I think that could, I think that it's going to be a score draw. Um, I'm curious to see what team Chiche puts out, uh, but I think it'll be a score draw. I don't see Cameroon beating Brazil, but I do see them scoring. So uh, a draw, you can get it 4-1, to 4-1 to one in Cameroon against Brazil. And last but not least, Serbia going up against Switzerland. Again, another competitive match here because um, either team, both of them need to win in order to have a chance to advance. So uh, what's your take on this matchup tomorrow? Oh, my take is, wow. I, it's the game that I will be, of the two games that are happening, the 2 o'clock kickoffs, Eastern, 
here in New York. I'll be watching Serbia and I'll be watching Switzerland. There is a political element to this one. So uh, the Serbian players in the dressing room before the Brazilian game hung the banner of Serbia with the map of Kosovo, which they consider to be part of a greater Serbia, but it is an independent state. Uh, they put that superimposed over Serbia with no surrender. Uh, there are Kosovar Albanians playing for Switzerland, Granit Xhaka, Jordan Shachiri, who play for Switzerland, um, who will have been highly insulted by that. that. This is a very tense game in terms of uh, political connotations, at least. So these two sides, no love lost. They played against each other in 2018, and the two uh, players from Switzerland, Xhaka and Shachiri, were, were given fines for throwing up the Albanian eagle, the Albanian uh, symbol, during that game. So this is a really fraught one. Um, I think Serbia have slightly more firepower up front. I'm going to say Serbia shaded. But I, I don't like calling this one just because of the, uh, the, the implications, uh, the political implica- implications around it. That could, that could uh, inspire some players on the field. Interesting. Uh, by the way, uh, you can you can wager that Serbia does win this match at plus one sixty, plus one sixty. Uh, JJ, before we let you go, we got to talk about the United States. I can't wait. Saturday, oh, I've already, do. I've already, I've already planned my party. I've ordered my bagels. I've already got, I've already got like my fresh locks. I've got my you know white fish salad. I've got my egg salad. I've got the mimosas. I've got the bloody marys. I've got the big party ready to happen here at my soiree, my apartment, on Saturday morning for Team USA. So United States, God bless, uh, it, it has, of course, advanced. Now they're taking on the Netherlands uh, on Saturday, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. So this is how I'm playing it. And I'm really, I, I'm, I'm curious because I've, I've done a deep dive here, okay? So okay. I've got the United States up in the first half. And then I've got a draw to close out regulation. Why? The United States, their MO, they come out strong for whatever reason, the first half, right? They come out strong, and then Mm. they're typically on their heels in the second half. Meanwhile, the Netherlands, vice versa, they come out the first half. Typically, they play very conservatively. They play very safe. And then in the second half, they come out, you know what, to the wall. Um, They are just uber aggressive in the second half. So I've got the United States scoring in the first half. I've got the Netherlands scoring in the second half. I've got a draw in regulation. And then I've got the United States winning in penalty kicks at eight to one. Oh God. So that's 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 oh. how I'm that's how I'm envisioning. I'm a drama queen, dude. That's how I'm envisioning this match to play out. Um <laughs> So are, are, are you with me? Do you, do, like, do you see it? Do you see it the same way I do? I mean, what you've, what you've laid out there is not implausible at all, considering it's knockout tournament soccer, and that's often what happens. We end up at penalty kicks one way or the other. I, I would like to avoid that just for the, the cardiac health of the nation. I think that would be great if we could stay away from that. I, I, don't, I really don't know how to call this one because from what I've seen from the Netherlands so far, I think the U.S. can win this in regulation time. I think we can win it in the 90. Um, you know, their key players, obviously, in the attack, Memphis Depay and Cody Gakpo. Gakpo has been very, very important for them with, with the goals he scored. But they've been kind of, they've been a little bit stodgy, a little bit ponderous. And they're slightly older than the U.S., particularly in the midfield with uh, Martin Darun and Davy Klassen. 
um, and Daly Blint as well, although Blint's ball progression stats are kind of important, although a lot of people are, are seeing him as a weak point in the team. Uh, I will be curious to see how Louis van Gaal, the Dutch manager, sets the side up. I will be curious to see if the Dutch are actually growing into this tournament or if they just got out of a fairly basic group and aren't that good. And in that calculation, I think the youth of Musa, um, Adams, McKenney, our two full-backs, Destin Robinson, and hopefully a fully fit uh, Christian Pulisic, I fancy the U.S. to take this in, in regulation time. I can't wait. JJ, before we let you go, let the listeners out there know where can they find you, all your social media platforms, your fantastic podcast, all that good stuff. Give, give, give them the deets, my friend. And the easiest thing to do is to go to Twitter, at CO Soccer Pod. Follow us there. And there's all the links are pinned to the top of our Twitter where you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, where else are we? Apple iTunes. Everywhere. Everywhere you get your podcast, we're there. Caught offside with Andrew and JJ. And, uh, yeah, we are just churning out the content right now. And go and follow us on YouTube as well. Subscribe. Do the whole thing. Fantastic. You rock, my friend. Appreciate you as always. Um, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again before this whole uh, shindig is over. Appreciate you. Thank you, JJ. Cheers, Anita. Thank you. You got it. JJ Devaney joining us here on 710 ESPN LA, getting you ready for uh, tomorrow's World Cup action as well as the United States bright and early, 7 a.m., folks. Get up early. Order your bagels. Get your mimosas ready like I... I'll be having a party. I think I've got like 15 people coming over here on Saturday morning. Good thing I'm not working. Anyway, this concludes our show tonight. I want to thank, of course, Fat Jack, Randy Robles, um, Bill Conley, and uh, Tyler Fulgham and and, and the cast of characters. We've gotten you ready for a great weekend. Have we not? Right? World Cup, NFL, college football, USC. Uh, needing to take care of Utah in order to uh, make sure they get in the final four and try to win a championship for good old Coach Riley over there. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Tyler and Rebecca producing the show. Always do a phenomenal job. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hopefully we've helped you win some money, and uh, we'll be back next week as well. Nita Marks with you again. This is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.